Okay, we're up to Daf Ayin Ches Amid Aleph. Just to remind us, the pasuk had says Zehadavar. Zehadavar implies that there's a certain law about nedarim that have to be done in a specific way. So we said Zehadavar teaches you that a chacham has to say a lashon of mutter and a baal has to say a lashon of mufar, and if vice versa, you're not yaitzah because Zehadavar it has to be done specifically the way the Torah describes. So now the Gemara has a different shot of what the word Zehadavar is teaching you. Um, uh, okay, Nemar Khan, it's three, four, five lines into the page, halfway through the line. Nemar Khan Zahadavar, another shot of what Zahadavar. It doesn't teach you, according to this this price, it doesn't teach you that the Chacham and the and the Baal and the Ra and the husband have to use different Lashinas. Zahadavar, it says Zahadavar Khan. And it says regarding which is the prohibition of shechting a carbon outside of the base Hamikdash. So to compare the two, compare Nidarim to Shchitas Karbanos. How so? Just like when it comes to Shchutechutz, applies to everybody, meaning. The Isser of, let's say, shechting a carbon outside of the Beis HaMikdash is a universal Isser. It's not just an Isser for rabbis, it's an Isser for all men are not allowed to shech the carbon. So too, Af Parshish Nedarim Aaron Bavana V'chol Yisro. So too, Nedarim applies to everybody. Now the Gemara is going to clarify what this means, but I'll just tell you. What this means is referring to that the Bezdin of Ataris Nedarim, you don't have to be big tzaddikim, it's everybody. Any three men are acceptable, the same way any man is usher to shech the carbon outside of the Beis HaMikdash. Umakan, yeah. oh, but here's the deal. So it says regarding shechut echutz, it could be any man, so to Nadarim could be any man. The problem is, by Nadarim it refers to a chacham, which implies not just any man, it has to be uh, a leader. Umakan, Rosh Matos, Aflalon, Rosh Matos. So too, and just like over here, it has to be a leader, so too over there. So basically, it's like this weird drusha that's like contradicting itself. By shechut echutz, the iser of shechting a carbon outside of Yisemikdash applies to any man, so too Hatar Sadarim applies to any man. But the same way Hatar Sadarim, you have to be a chacham, so too there you have to be a chacham. So what, what, what is this referring to? So the Gemara says, um, Let's start with the first part. That the same way Shechut Yechutz applies to everybody, so too Nedarim uh, applies to everybody. So what are you referring to? What it's referring to is the Bezdin for Hatar Sadarim. It could be anybody, any three men. They don't have to be big Tamidichachamim. Any three men are acceptable, Hedyit. They're not big Tamidicham. They're acceptable to be on the Bezdin. Ay, Harashim Atosksiv. But wait a minute. Doesn't the Pasuk. So you tell me Hatar Sadarim could be by any three men, but doesn't the Pasuk by Hatar Sadarim also refer to rabbis? So is it a rabbi or is it anybody? The answer is Amar al Chizda, Vitamer of Yechanan, Biachid Mumcha. It means, this is the concept we had yesterday, is how many people do you need to do Atar Sadarim? So the answer is either three regular people or one Tamil Chacham. So that's what the Pasuk means. So the Pasuk refers to, we have a Jerusha connecting Atar Sadarim to Shechut Echutz. Just like Shechut Echutz, it could be anybody, so too Atar Sadarim could be a Bezdin of, of three anybodies. I, the Pasuk, when it refers to Atar Sadarim, use the Lushan of Rabbonim. That's the alternative option, which is three regulars, one Rabbi, one Yachid Mumcha, one expert. Those, that's the drush. Okay. Now, why does it, and, but we said the drush works both ways. So, Atar Sadarim, we learn out from Shechut Echutz that just like Shechut Echutz could be anybody's, it applies to everybody, so to Atar Sadarim, three anybody's. 
But just like Hatar's Dharm has to be a rabbi, so the Shchut Echutz has to be a rabbi. So what, what is the Shchut Echutz rabbi? What, 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 how does a rabbi manifest itself by the laws of shechting a carbon outside the base of English? I, mean, I understand the drasha this way. Shchut Echutz applies to everybody because it's also for every man to do it. So to Hatar's Dharm is a universal thing, any three men. But the reverse, what's the reverse? How do you say that just like by just like by Nadarim, you have to have a rabbi, Yachid Mumcha, so to Shchute you have to be a rabbi. What halacha do you have to be a rabbi for Shchute So the Gemara says, um, How does the drasha work the other way? Meaning, what halacha are we saying that, that by Shchute you have to be a rabbi regarding what halacha? You know what it's teaching you? It's teaching you you could do Atar Sadarim to remove Hegdish. Meaning, Shchute Chutz is referring to Karbanos. Let's say you made a Karban and you want to, you, you made a mistake and you're like, I, I want to do Atar Sadarim. I, I made a mistake, you, I have a Pesach, I, I, I didn't want to make that Karban. I, I want to make, uh, there's a concept you could do Atar Sadarim by a Karban. That's learned out from the comparison of Shchute Chutz to Nedarim. Just like Nedarim, there's Hatar Sadarim by a rabbi, so too, Shchute Chutz. Also, there's a concept of Hatar Sadarim. Um, okay. Now, here's the problem. So right now we're saying that you learn out Shchute Chutz from Hatar Sadarim, that there's Hatar Sadarim by Karbanos. That's not universally accepted. Beisham doesn't believe in that. The Gemara says, Beishamai doesn't believe in that. Beishamai doesn't believe that there's Hatar Sadarim by Hegdish. So, for them, what's the connection between Hatar Sadarim to Shchutei Chutz? Again, there's a Xer Shava connecting Hatar Sadarim to Shchutei Chutz, both directions. So, the first direction is just like Shchutei Chutz is a universal thing, it could be a regular, you don't have to be a rabbi, so to Hatar Sadarim, three anybody's. Fine. What's the reverse? Just like Hataris Nadarim, so to Shchut Echutz, how so? So we said, well, just like Hataris Nadarim, you could remove a nether, so to Shchut Echutz, you carbon, you could remove carbonos by Hataris Nadarim. You could go to a rabbi and he could be mater nether if he made an oil by mistake, whatever it is. The problem is Beishamai doesn't believe in that. So according to Beishamai, what's the connection between Nadarim and Shchut Echutz? So the Gemara answers, Beishamai less like Zereshav. The answer is, there is no connection. Well, so why does it have to go both ways? That's a good point, too, out of the Gemara. Correct. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess that's a good point also. It doesn't have to go both ways. But the answer is even bigger than that. Bishamah doesn't believe there's a Gzair Shav at all. Gzair Shav is you need to have a Messiah. He doesn't have the Messiah. So the words Zadavar by Netarim and Zadavar by Shchut Echutz, according to Bishamah, are not teaching you anything. They're not going in any direction. Zadavar has a halacha by Shchut Echutz, Zadavar has a halacha by Atar Zadarim, and the two are not meeting. Now, Shchut Echutz? Yeah. Darm is an assay, or I, I mean, it's, like, it? I, it's a halacha. It's probably like a get. I mean, I guess it's a mitzvah if you want to do it, you have to do it properly, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I would categorize. I guess it's a mitzvah. It seems like two opposites. Yeah, it's very, listen, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's Xer Shav, you can't really ask Kashas, but, but, so Bishamai doesn't have a Xer Shav connecting the two. Now, here's the thing. So, meaning, according to Beishamai, the words Zahadavar by Shchut Echutz and Zahadavar by Tarzadarim are not teaching you anything about each other. They're teaching you about themselves. So, what does he use? Meaning, it says Zahadavar by Shchut Echutz, Zahadavar by Tarzadarim. We thought that it was making Xer Shava comparing the two halachas, both directions. One direction that Hatar Sadarim, you don't have to have big rabbis. It could be like Shchut Echutz, just anybody. And Shchut Echutz, there's a concept of Hatar Sadarim by Karbanos. Both directions. Beishamai doesn't believe in that. So Beishamai just has Zadavar Ba'atar Zadarim and Zadavar Ba'atar Chutz. So what does he? What does each one teach you? So the Gemara says, um, 
Zadavar Biparshis Adarmal Mike Siv. According to Beishamai, what does Zadavar teach you by Ataras Adarm? If it's not to make a Xerishav, then what does it teach you? So it teaches you what we ended yesterday's daf is. Zadavar teaches you that Hataras Adarm, that a rabbi has to say mutter, a father has to, a husband has to say mufar, and you can't use the opposite Lashinas. Loimer Chachamatir in Balmatir, Balmeva Vin Chachamefa. So Beishamai says Zadavar just to teach you that the, the, the exact syntax of what you're saying, you can't go back and forth. It's Zadavar, like that. That's by Atar Sadar. What does Shutechutz, what does he teach you Zadavar? Zadavar Shutechutz Lamaik Siv. What does it teach you again? Zadavar means that it has to be done the way the Torah says it, and you can't deviate in any way. So by Atar Sadar, it means to tell you that a rabbi has to say a lashon of Mutar, and he can't say Mufar, and a husband has to say a lashon of Mufar, and he can't say Mutar. Fine. But Shutechutz Beishamai, what does he do with that? Loimar. Shechutechutz means shechting a carbon outside of the Beis HaMikdash. He tells you that it has to be Shechutechutz, not Malika's chutz, right? In the Beis HaMikdash, most carbonus you would shecht. Bird carbonus you would do Malika, which is you take the nail and they would sever the spine. If you do that outside of the Beis HaMikdash, that's not Shechutechutz. Because it's Shechutechutz, not Malika's chutz. Even though you'd say, well, what's the difference? It's killing the animal in the way that... Ter- no, no, no. Shechutechutz. And not Malika's chutz. You're not over the isurim of shchutei chutz by doing Malika outside of the bismuth. Huh? Is there such a thing as Malika's chutz or not? Well, let's just for one moment. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine it's a good thing. I mean, it's probably Hilchus of the Mashiach. It's probably hard to know. It's, it, anytime you're dealing with halacha that's purely related to the Beis Hamikdash, it's hard to know. But, I, but the truth is, this is only according to Beis Shammai. So, right? Beisil doesn't Beisil doesn't have this halacha because they use the Zadavar. I'm not sure. So the Gemara continues like this. El Beishamai. Oh, okay. So we started with like this. You have Zadavar by Hatar Sadar. You have two choices to go. You got Beishamai's approach, which is Zadavar teaches you that the husband says Mefar and the rabbi says Mutar and they can't switch. Then you have the other approach, which is Zadavar is learned out to Shchutechutz, that just like Shchutechutz, you could have a Bezdin of three regular. Just like Shchutei Chutz applies to all men, it's a universal iser. So to Atar Sadarim, you could have any man be on the Bezdin, any three men. So here's the Shaila. According to Beishamai, that he uses Zehadavar for specifically that the husband does this and the rabbi says this, how does he know that it's a Bezdin of three regular people? We learned it out from the connection to Shchutei Chutz. Beishamai doesn't have that connection. So how does Beishamai know that Hatar Sadarim, you could either have one rabbi or three regular people? We learn that out from Shchutechutz because it says a lotion of Rabbi by Atar Sadarim, but it's compared to Shchutechutz. Shchutechutz is everybody. So to Atar Sadarim, it's either three everybodies or one rabbi. That's how we learned it because we're comparing Atar Sadarim to Shchutechutz. So if I were to ask you, how do you know that Atar Sadarim, you don't have to be Rabbanim on the Bezdin? So learn that from Shchutechutz. Beishamai doesn't learn it out from Shchutechutz. He doesn't have a connection to Shchutechutz. He uses the Joshua for something else. So how does Beishamai know that you could be three, um, three regular people could be on the Bezdin? So the Gemara says this is a different source. Nafka lahu midravasi barnosan. Beishamai learns it out from the teaching of Asi barnosan that three members of three regular people can be on the bezin. Now, this is a very strange brisa that, like, on its surface has no meaning. And then the Gemara in the next Amid will explain it. The brisa says like this: The pasuk describes these are the yomim tovim. Moed Hashem, right? It's the halachis of Yom Tif, you have Pesach, Shavuos, and so on. 
Says the Gemara, Hatanya, the Brisa teaches, Rav Yosei Aglili Yomer, Moyadei Nemru, Veloi Nemru Shabbos, Bereshis Imohen. Rav Yosei Aglili gets up and he says, on the Pasuk that says, these are the laws of Yomtiv, he says it's the laws of Yomtiv, but it's not the laws of Shabbos. Doesn't say at all what halachi he's referring to. He's just saying, Shabbos Bereshis is not included in Yomtiv. Meaning, the laws of Yomtiv, laws of Shabbos are different. Now, what is he referring to? Is he referring to cooking? I, I don't know. He just says the laws of Yomtiv don't apply to Shabbos. Okay. Add to the question. Benazi then gets up and he says, Benazi gets up and he says, Yomtiv, these are the laws of Yomtiv, and not Hataras Nadarim. Nadarim is not compared to Yomtiv. Again, no explanation of what they're referring to. They're just saying that the laws of Yomtiv are not comparable to Shabbos or Hataras Nadarim. So what is it referring to? So, Ravasi Barnosan Koshle Homasni. So Ravasi Barnosan is learning this Brisa, and he's like, what, what are you referring to? What are you talking about? In what area is the laws of Yomtif different than the laws of Shabbos and the laws of Tarasadar? So, Osla Nardoi, the commentator of Sheshis, he goes to Nardoi, asks for Sheshis, um, I couldn't find the answer. He couldn't find Rosheshis. Osla So he finds Rosheshis in Machuza. So he asks uh, Rav what's the explanation? So he says, First of all, let's, okay, there's a couple problems. First of all, what are you talking about? That's question number one. Like, what, in what area of halacha are you referring to that Shabbos is not comparable to Yom Tif? But also, it's also a bit strange to say that Shabbos is not called Yom Tif. Shabbos is called Yom Tif. Haksiv, uh, Shabbos Imahen. Shabbos is called Yom Tif. If you look at... It, 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 Rashi says, the Right next to that Pasuk, it describes Shabbos. So first of all, what halacha are you referring to that Shabbos and Yom Tov are not comparable? But also it's like, you're saying like, this is the laws of Yom Tov, but it has no connection to Shabbos. The Pasuk before describes Shabbos. So uh, what do you mean? It's, it's basically adding to the question, what are you referring to that the laws of Yom Tif are not related to Shabbos when Shabbos is the Pasuk before? Similarly to the next thing, The same thing with Nidarim. You said, oh, Yom Tif, not comparable to Nidarim. The Parsha before talks about Parsha's Nidarim. So what, basically, in other words, what is this Brisa referring to? So the Gemara answers both questions. I'm really happy. Go to the next page. You know what it's referring to? It's referring to the Bezdin of making Yom Tif, right? Yom Tif is unique, right? We say it in Davening, Mekadesh uh, Yisrael v'Hazmanim, right? It's Mekadesh Shabbos. Shabbos is automatically holy, but Mekadesh Yisrael v'Hazmanim. The Jewish people make Yom Tif holy. How so? Because Yom Tif, you need the Bezdin to say it's Rosh Chodesh, meaning Shabbos is every seven days of the week. Even if you don't do anything, it's, it's Shabbos. It's automatically Shabbos. You don't have to do anything to make it Shabbos. Yom Tif is not Yom Tif until we declare it's Yom Tif. How so? It's an only Pesach if we say it's Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and then 14 days later is Pesach. You need the Jewish intervention to make Rosh Chodesh. So the Pesach that it's referring to, that Yom Tif is not comparable to Shabbos, and Yom Tif is not comparable to Tatar Zanarm, it's referring to the aspect of Yom Tif of making Rosh Chodesh. So he says like this, The first halacha, Yom Tif is not comparable to Shabbos. In what area? So he says like this, Yom Tif needs Bezdin's intervention to make Rosh Chodesh in order to calculate Yom Tif. Shabbos Bereshis ain't Sricha Kiddush Bezdin. Shabbos doesn't. So that's the first halacha. When they said that Yom Tif and Shabbos are not comparable, they're referring to, do you need the Jewish intervention to make Shabbos? The answer is no. Shabbos is every seven days of the week, but you need the Jewish intervention to make Yom Tif because Yom Tif is set based on the calendar, and the calendar you need 30 days, 30 days, days, 29 days, and all those things. 
you, the Shabbos, when the Brisa says that Shabbos and Yom Tif are not comparable, it's specifically referring to the, that Yom Tif needs Bezdin to make it to make Rishchaydish in order to calculate Yom Tif, right? When Pesach is depends on is Adar. First of all, are there two Adars? Is Adar a full month? Is Adar not a full month? Is Shvat a full month? Okay, Shabbos doesn't need that because Shabbos is every seven days of the week, regardless. Go to the next halacha. What did Ben Azai say? Yom Tif is not comparable to Hataris Nadarim. What is that referring to? Same theme. Go with the, the Mekadesh HaChodesh. Mekadesh HaChodesh, you need Rabbanim. You can't just have three guys get up and say, but Hataris Nadarim, you just need any three guys. That's the point. He says, Even me? Even you. Bayade Hashem Tzrichen Mumcha. See, he says, let's go with that theme. When the second part of the Brisa was saying that Rosh Chodesh is not that Yom Tif is not comparable to Atar Sadarma, it was referring to this concept. Again, Yom Tif meaning uh, making Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh, they would go to the Bezdin of Yushalayim. Those were the biggest Rabbanim on the planet. You couldn't just get three guys together and say Makudish Makudish. But Atar Sadarm is not like that because Atar Sadarim, you get any three people and that you can make the Bezdin of Atar Sadarm. Which is calculating the month. That you need mumcha, you need big rabbanim. But ataris nedarim doesn't need rabbanim, you just need any three people. This is how Beishamay knows it. You're going to ask Akasha, we'll end with this b'risa. The Akasha is, so now we learn after this b'risa, you don't need rabbanim for ataris nedarim. But ataris nedarim, it describes rabbanim. It says a chacham in the Pasuk. It describes a chacham being mata. The answer is, that's the alternative. Either three regulars, one rabbi. I afilu bezin miyoyis, I pashis darim rashi matas ksiv, Okay, so that's how Beishami learns it out. So the source that you're going to have three regular people or one rabbi is either learned out from a connection to Shkut Echutz or it's learned out from this Brisa of the juxtaposition of Yom Tif to Ataris Dharam to tell you how different they are. Normally juxtapositions mean that they're comparable. Now you're saying juxtaposition, how different they are. The Yom Tif is not comparable to Ataris Dharam because Yom Tif, you need Rabbanim to make the calendar, but Ataris Dharam you don't. Okay, now... Here until the end of the Amid is one halacha that throws a wrench. I, I, I don't understand exactly how we calculate this. But we said, we said uh, earlier, for uh, a husband, when a husband or a father hears a, a woman's nether, he has 24 hours and he has three choices. He could either nullify the vow, confirm the vow, or if he remains quiet, then for 24 hours, it's like a passive acceptance. It's like a passive acceptance. Says the Gemara like this. The Gemara says, Amr of Chanina, Hashoisik al Menas Lamekat. I don't know if they say it. I don't know how you know what his intention is, but I guess you could figure it out from context. What if he's quiet? But it's clear, okay. We said that if a husband is quiet for 24 hours, that itself is, is accepting of the vow. Because you're quiet for 24 hours, that if you were upset, you would, you would have stopped it. For 24 hours, you're quiet, that's accepting the vow. What are these quiet? So quiet is usually, over time, a form of acceptance. What if he's quiet, but it's clear he's angry? And he's being quiet because he wants her to squirm. He, he's clearly unhappy. Meaning, 24 hours, we said, after 24 hours when you're quiet, that's a form of acceptance. So usually the case is where the guy, I'm the husband... Uh, again, the husband hears, uh, you know, your wife asked her to Chal uh, Yisrael. He just says, he's like, okay. Quiet. 24 hours later, 
that's an acceptance. But what if he, it's clear, again, I don't know how you know, it's clear he is, he is fuming that she, he, she made this nether, and it's clear that his quiet is because he's so angry. So then the Gemara says that he's trying to make her squirm. So there, you can't say after 24 hours he's accepting. He's clearly not accepting. So says the Gemara, again, how you would know this, I'm not 100% sure, but says the Gemara, if a husband is quiet just to make her upset, meaning he's clearly unhappy that she made the nether, and his quiet is not a form of acceptance, it's actually like a protest, then the halacha is, he, could, he has 10 days, meaning this whole 24-hour period is dafka where the quiet is a form of acceptance, but if it's clear that the quiet is not accepting of the nether, you could... I have no idea. But then you can nullify it two weeks later. So if he hears the ned there Sunday morning and he's clearly annoyed and angry, and then a week later he nullifies it, that's fine. I, I thought you have 24 hours. 24 hours is only where the quiet was a form of acceptance. Over here, the quiet is clearly upset. Because he was clearly upset and distressed by it, then you could be made for the ned there even a week later. Again, how a person knows, I guess we trust the guy's kavana. I have no idea. Maybe you go by context. Not 100% sure. So says the Gemara. Now, okay, so it's a pretty obvious uh, back and forth. We'll run through it. Masiv Rav, Rav says, I have a kasha. You're telling me that, there, that a form of quiet is not a form of acceptance necessarily because there's a way of being quiet where you're upset and you could be made for a week later. Here's the problem. We've had this b'raisa many, many times already. We said that if the husband dies after engagement, the father gets full jurisdiction because she's single again. So now she goes back to her father's home and the father can nullify the vow entirely. What's the scenario where she made a neder and then the husband dies and then the father can nullify the vow? So basically it has to be that before the husband died, he did not accept the neder. So what are the basically, right? Because if he accepts the nether, the nether is already accepted. So what are the forms where the husband doesn't accept the vow? There's three cases. Either the husband didn't hear about the vow yet. Okay, can't accept if you don't hear about it. Number two, uh, he hears the vow and he nullified it before he died. Or or he heard about it, was quiet, and died within 24 hours. Because if he heard about it, was quiet, and died after 24 hours... If you heard about it and was quiet for 24 hours, it's a form of acceptance. So over here, it's he was heard about it and was quiet, and it hasn't 24 hours hasn't passed. Says the Gemara, Avil Vikayim. But what are the other three cases where, yeah, if the husband confirmed before he died, so he hears and he confirms it. Or he heard it and it was quiet for 24 hours. So this b'risa is the source that if a person hears about a nether 24 hours later, it's a confirmation. So the Gemara says, my love, are we not referring again? This Brysa clearly states that if a husband hears the vow and is quiet for 24 hours, it's a form of acceptance. Says the Gemara, are we not even referring to a case? It sounds like it's across the board. The husband hears about it 24 hours later, it's a form of acceptance. Is this not even referring to a case where the husband hears it and is upset? And he still only has 24 hours? The Gemara says, no. The Gemara thinks right now that there's two different cases. There's hearing it when I'm distressed, so I'm clearly annoyed, and then there's hearing and staying quiet because I confirm. Right? Someone's like, oh, your wife has uh, said she's not going to eat chal of stav anymore. I was quiet. Okay. I'm, I'm clearly happy with it. So it says the Gemara, when it says that I'm quiet and then 24 hours later it's a confirmation, is this not referring to the case where I hear the vow and I'm upset and you see you only have 24 hours? The answer is no. I heard the vow and I was happy. 
I was clear on my face. I was happy. So the Gemara says, Yachi, Why? Isn't that Pasha that if you hear about it and you're happy, why do you have to have 24 hours? That's a confirmation. The answer is, El Stop. The answer is very simple. There's three types of being quiet. There's being quiet and I'm upset. You have a week or two weeks or three weeks, whatever. There's no limit. You have, you're, ups, you're quiet and you're happy. Then it's a confirmation right away. And then there's just quiet. You can't read the guy. He's a poker player. He's just dead, deadpan. That case, you have 24 hours. So that's 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 how the Gemara dances with it. So you had quiet and happy. That's confirming the vow. If he's clearly happy about it, he's happy about it. If he's quiet and he's upset, he has even two weeks. If he's quiet, stam, and we have no idea what his intention is, then you have 24 hours because 24 hours is enough time that if he was actually upset, he would make his make his uh, uh, make himself known. And for 24 hours, after 24 hours, you have to assume that it's a problem. The, the truth is, I, I can go into the next Gemara. It's the same thing. I, 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 but I, I don't want to do it too quickly. But it's the same back and forth. It's going to say, oh, isn't this referring to a case where it's quiet, he's upset? No, he's quiet and happy. No, he's quiet, stop. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do this uh, tomorrow. Uh, My pleasure.